0: This Monday Night Football Betting Preview edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code SGP. Ross are brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code SGPN. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times your money in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And finally, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. I'm just about that action,
1: boss. <music>
0: to the nfl gambling podcast part of the sports gambling podcast network it is saturday september the 16th currently 204 on the east coast here to get into the monday night football action for nfl week two and we got a double header uh this monday two division matchups the first one's going to be nfc south matchup between the carolina panthers and the new Orleans saints. And the second game will be the uh, Cleveland Browns visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers for helping me to help me break it all down and give out some more winning picks. You guys know him as the voice of the NBA gambling podcast and the MLB gambling podcast. It's Lante
1: Smith. Lante, how's it going, my man? Not bad, man. Uh, We had a good first uh, show. So I think uh, we can just roll it. We can just roll that over into this Uh, big fan of the double headers. I think they should pretty much do this every other week. Um, uh, especially with the time staggered like, like they are now, but yeah, man, looking forward to, we got two really good games. I think in my opinion um, with uh, both, both teams, uh, both home teams coming off losses. So yeah, we're going to uh, get into it and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. I th- I, I could have sworn. I, I think I remember uh, seeing or, um having the double headers on week one, wasn't it? Or it, yeah, yeah, no, it used to right? be
1: week one. Yeah, it used to be week okay. one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now it's back to back. So they got we got one this week and we got one next week too.
0: Yeah, there we go. Um, I wish it was a little more staggered because there's only one hour and uh difference yeah, between the yeah, time starting because it's usually been like the early start, like the the first game is at six fifth or seven yeah. fifteen eastern, and then I think the, the second yeah, one would west be coast like time. the west yeah. coast time, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. uh but nonetheless, hey, this is why we uh, uh make sure we all have multiple screens to watch. Yeah. Uh, both games at the same time, but yeah, like Lante mentioned, it's uh, two division games, two home teams hosting that are 0 and 1. We'll start. Let's kind of go in, um, I guess, chronological order here, Lante. We'll start with the first game. That's going to be a 7:15 Eastern start. It's going to be a battle of the NFC South. New Orleans Saints, who are 1 and 0, got a Week One victory uh, against the Tennessee Titans on their home field. They are traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers, who are currently sitting at 0 and 1. We took a loss to uh, another division uh, rival, the Atlanta Falcons, in week one in Atlanta. They lost that game 24-10. to But now, back home, they are a uh, three-point home underdog are the Carolina Panthers. Plus 130 on the money line. The Saints are a three-point favorite and minus 155 on the money line. Uh, Total is set at 40 in this game. And like I mentioned, Lante, like you mentioned as well, we have the Carolina Panthers who are 0-1. They are catching three points here. Uh, at home against the Saints here, but we let's start with the spread here. We'll kind of work our way through the uh total and then some player props if we do have any. But let's start with the spread here minus three in favor of the road team, the Saints. What are you thinking about this game?
1: Yeah, so I like the Panthers at home. Um, I thought last week was pretty much a misleading result for for Carolina. I mean, the game was tied 10 10 going into the fourth quarter, and you know, uh, Atlanta was like beneficiary of a few short fields. I think Bryce turned it over, um, maybe on the in the red zone. Well, whenever they were uh driving. They were backed up, I think, on the twenty-yard line or something, and he threw a pick, and it got mm-hmm. returned uh, to the red zone. Um, and they'll get DJ Chark back. I'm assuming. I mean, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any news, but I've I heard he's practicing and uh, he was looking good. So. I mean, I'm concerned with the weapons, or, or I guess lack thereof for, for Carolina, but I think DJ Chark coming back could give them a boost and get those guys back to their normal. I guess he would be the number one, and everybody else would just kind of fall down. Um, Saints offensively, they didn't really impress me. Uh, they only scored one touchdown, and they were plus one in turnovers, and they probably should have lost that game. I mean, Tennessee was kicking field goals. I think Mike will kicked the field goal. He was down, I think four, and yeah. to kick him. like that was. Yeah, that's a usually he's usually not like that. So um, yeah. I think Tannehill missed um, a couple of touchdowns they, they stalled in the red zone so i think the saints were pretty fortunate there um the run game was non-existent i think it has 69 total yards the saints that is i think carolina's secondary is is decent enough to to keep it close um yeah. i know jc horn went on the uh, um, ir but i still think that secondary is pretty fine and do we really trust Derek Carr to you know take advantage of uh, of a beat up secondary I'm, I'm not so sure so i like carolina here man i wouldn't be uh i wouldn't be shocked if they if they won the game i mean they won three of the last five versus new orleans they swept them last year, and I think this year they got a, a better team, at least offensively, better coaching staff as well. So I'm going to go with Carolina here, man, taking the points with them.
0: Yeah, the official update for DJ Chark in this game is Frank Wright, uh, literally 16 minutes ago, uh, as we recorded this pod, said DJ Chark handsome expected a play in week two, yeah, yeah. but he could yeah. be on a snap count. Uh, but obviously, you know, getting him back uh, is uh, uh, only going to help the offense for the Carolina Panthers. I the panthers catching the points here at home as well i don't think the saints should be a warranted as a three-point favor like yeah. you mentioned i think also last week um this not only i think the panthers uh final score was misleading but also probably the saints game as yeah. well and i wasn't overly impressed uh with what i saw from the uh, saints last week um i think the opportunities were there for the titans for them to win that game i don't know why they got away uh from running the football uh when derek henry was having so much success uh, against the saints uh, in that game. And I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers on how he was doing on the ground. Um, let's see here. I have it right here. So uh, rushing wise, I- I'm going to take away the ran Ryan Tannehill's uh, three carries for five yards, but um Spears, Der- uh, Derek Henry and Traylon Burks even got a rush in there. So those guys went 19 carries for 99 yards. That's just a hair above five yards per carry. Uh, in that game, uh, Derek Henry in specific average, uh, 4.2 yards per carry, but, um, the rushing for the saints wasn't very good either. 27 carries 69 yards, uh, 2.6 yards per carry, uh, but as a team, um, Jamal Williams was 18 carries, uh, 45 yards in that game last week. I- I've been a huge fan of this Panthers defense, man. I know Brian Burns is fine, uh, return. I know he was having the contract dispute in the off season. I think he recorded two sacks. Uh, last week for the uh, Carolina Panthers uh, against the Atlanta Falcons and like you mentioned that those those red zone turnover or the uh, turnovers uh, that Bryce Young threw the interceptions really led to great field position for the Atlanta Falcons which kind of you know inflated the score there a little bit Um, but I like the Panthers catching the points here at home Um I think that you know when people look at this offense for the Saints you talk about Derek Carr okay you know maybe a league average quarterback you know not a worse quarterback, but not, you know, greatest. I think he's a great game manager. And, you know, he has flashes where he can throw for 300 plus yards. I mean, we saw that, we saw him do that multiple times with the Raiders. Um, Chris Olave had a great game there as well. But over after that, I wasn't really uh, overly impressed with this offense here, Lante, uh, for the Saints. So um, I, I'm I'm with you. I like catching the points here with the uh, Panthers. Um, total sitting at 40 in this game here, Lante. What are you thinking about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, if you look at the board, not just this game uh, specifically, I think whenever I did my notes earlier in the week, I think we had like 7 games that were like line 41 or under, like as far as the, the total. So I th- I thought that was kind of odd, but I mean, honestly, I wouldn't look anywhere but under here. Um, I think the last out of the last 5, I think 3 of those games have went under for um for the series. I think both teams will lean on the run game, not sure if they'll have much success being on the uh like you mentioned with um, with the Titans, they had success in the run game, but I mean New Orleans historically doesn't, you know, they doesn't give, they don't give up a lot of runs. And I mean, Miles Sanders had fumbling issues. He was another one another one of those players who um, gave the the Falcons a short field with that fumble um that he had and i think that was a little bit uh i think they were driving on the other side of the field actually when he when he fumbled the ball but yeah i think both teams will try to lean on the run try to limit brace bryce young's mistakes and especially if dj Chark, like you mentioned is going to be on the snap count i think he does elevate the offense but again how healthy is he to to be able to go out in his first game probably going to be a little bit winded not in game shape quite yet um so yeah they kind of want to take it easy on that on that hamstring going thinking about long term versus short term so i think we see uh defensive field position game here so i'm going with the under
0: since 2015 uh panthers at home in division games they are 16 and 8 uh towards the under right around about 66.7 percent um and if we want to break that down against the saints in particular in that span uh eight home games five and three to the under and if i could just take out that that home um variable there um it does go towards the over a little bit but that is because the saints you know uh were more of a team especially with drew breeze oh, yeah. uh that you know would cash towards the uh over uh at uh at, in new orleans but mm-hmm. uh just in specific here um i just had this in front of me let me uh, yeah so um yeah panthers in division games at home 16 and 8 towards the under so yeah i, I think i'm right there with you on the under uh, in this game, again, it's just be, I think it'll be a defensive battle. We saw it last week, right? I, I don't think Carolina will be able to put up enough points mm-hmm. um, in this game. I, I think the Saints weren't er- overly impressive offensively uh, last week uh, against the Tennessee Titans either. So, you know, something maybe like a 17, 14 type of game, 20 to 17 in that neighborhood. I think that's where uh, we probably do get in this under of uh, 40 in this game. Uh, let's move over to some player props in this game here. Lance, anything that you do like?
1: yeah uh so i like i like two. I, I didn't see a lot of panthers because i was looking to take some dj chart um like receptions and, and yards but i didn't see a lot of um Panthers prop. So I got two on the New Orleans side. I'm going to go with Jamal Williams under 52 and a half. That's available at DraftKings at plus money. Actually, um, he carried the ball. what I think 15 or 18 times, 15 to 18 times, um, 18 last week yeah. for 45 yards. Yeah. Um, Kendra Miller, I think is he practiced. I'm guessing they're expecting him to come back if I'm not mistaken. Um, so his carry should be cut down a notch. Um, the next leading rushers, well, I guess, uh, ball carriers were Taysom Hill and Carr. They both had three each. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to think if they're going to put uh, – if Miller Miller's going to be back, he's going to get some carries here. And, you know, the Panthers did okay versus the run uh, last week. Outside of two 20-plus yard gains from Bijan and Algier, they pretty much uh, limit them to – I guess they both had 70 yards, so around 50 yards each. And that's not bad for uh, an offense who really wants to run the ball in the Atlanta Falcons. So I think both of these um, – I think Jamal Williams under and maybe a Kendra Miller prop over might be kind of correlated because I don't think – jamal williams gonna break for a long run especially against that front seven uh, like you mentioned with burns so i do like him under 52 and a half and getting plus money kind of like the cherry on top for me um i also like Jawan johnson over 29 and a half receiving yards he had five targets um last week and three catches 36 yards i just think universally the carolina panthers usually struggle with tight ends um if i'm not mistaken unless you're kyle pitts and you know you're uh yeah. And the quarterback can't get you the ball. So uh but yeah, I think that um I think that Jawan Johnson has a decent game. And we all know Derek Carr likes to check it down, um, even in non-advantageous um uh I, I guess non-advantageous downs. He he still checks it down. I think Jawan Johnson is a perfect candidate to get, you know, four or five catches and you know, fifty yards here. So I like him over twenty nine and a half yards and Jamal Williams under fifty two and a half rush yards.
0: Yeah, I was looking at uh Brian Burns sack in this game. Um, that's not listed just yet by the books, but I, I will be I'm sh- pretty sure that'll be at 0. 0.75 uh for uh the number and over for him. But um you take a look at Brian Burns and his career against the uh, New Orleans Saints, he's played them uh let's see here, two, four, five times in his career uh against the New Orleans Saints, and he's recorded a sack in four of those five games. Uh so um last week i believe i want to say he had two sacks uh against the atlanta falcons um against desmond ritter last week let me just double check that here so brad brian burns two sacks last week he had one tackle for loss um and they were able to generate some type of pressure on the um carolina pan sorry on the atlanta falcons last week as a team that had four sacks uh so i'm gonna look at uh either Derek brown or brian burns to record a sack in this game i sh- Hopefully, there's uh, some nice plus odds on that. But, I mean, offensively, I really didn't like a lot. Uh, like you mentioned, there's not a lot listed right now, especially on Saturday here, uh, especially when props are usually out. I think you probably got to continue looking at Desmond Ritter unders. I mean, yep. the, right now, currently, his passing props, his passing yards, at least, is listed at, uh, let's see here. Desmond Ritter. I'm sorry, not Desmond Ritter. Um Uh, for Bryce Young, Young. yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, Bryce Young, 196 and uh, 196 and a half. So, I I think we'll see more of like you mentioned, like a a slug it out type of game here. Um, under 196 and a half for Bryce Young, until I see him get it done for me. Um, I think I got to continue grinding on the unders for Bryce Young last week um like you mentioned 20 of 38 he did have two interceptions but only 146 yards passing through the air that's even on 38 attempts last week yep. Miles Sanders had a pretty good week last week for this rushing attack so I think that uh, we might see a ground attack here from this Carolina Panthers team uh, against the New Orleans Saints they as a team they combined for 32 for 154 yards 4.8 yards per carry um Miles Sanders at the forefront of that 18 carries, 72 yards Chuba Hubbard 9 carries, 60 yards uh, for this team here as well um last one i did want to mention here um on a possible over for bryce young is possibly his um rushing yards yeah, here long. i like i,
1: I, I didn't him. see it though I, I didn't see it i didn't see any panthers players listen i'm guessing it has something to do with uh i think it's miles sanders was on the injury report earlier in the week also him yeah um, DJ Chark so I'm not sure if they just didn't post them because they were waiting on those guys I mean it is a Monday night game so those props usually don't come out until probably Sunday
0: yeah I see Miles Sanders right now at 59 and a half uh, over on DraftKings uh, for his rushing yards but nothing for Bryce Young Um, anything else you have for this game no I didn't all right before we get over to the second game of the Monday night schedule let me tell everyone about DraftKings DraftKings is uh the official sports betting partner of the NFL and football is back in full swing with another week of epic games and who's got you covered on the action for every single uh one of them that's going to be DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing on nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 to take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings uh, Sportsbook with promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Uh, game time tickets. Look, we're winding down the MLB season. And like we mentioned, football is in full swing. So you probably want to get out uh, to maybe catch a game at the ballpark before the season's over. You want to go out and support your football team, whether it's at the collegiate level or at the uh, professional level. Or maybe there's a comedy show that's in town or the theater uh, show that you want to go watch within your area. Let game time help you out and find those tickets. Uh, and they don't create a stressful environment because they make it so easy on their app. The love Some of the things I love on their app, man, they have some great flash deals, and they have tickets up to the day of the event. They're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, like you mentioned. But the best thing I love about their app is that you actually get an image of your seat view uh, when you go in to buy those uh, tickets uh, for a particular event. Their lowest prices are guaranteed. Event cancellation protection there as well. So forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the game of the event. Game time guarantee also means you'll always get the best price. Get this. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are in their prices. So all you got to do is download the game time app, create an account, and use promo code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time app, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching what with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5 for 5. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. This week's special promotion, they're giving away $100,000. All you have to do is make a pick selection that includes two passing yards 277.5 higher or lower Underdog is going to select 10 random winners to give out $10,000 each to So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or visit their website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, Lante. let's get over to the second game of the schedule on Monday Night Football and uh, probably a little more exciting matchup here. Uh, It's an AFC North battle between the 1-0 Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Currently, I am looking at the lines. Uh, The Cleveland Browns are a -a two-and-a-half-point road favorite here. Um, They are minus 135 on the money line. Total is set at 38 and a half Uh, money line for the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 114, obviously catching two and a half points here at home. Uh, Let's start with some injury news uh, in this game here, Lante, both at the wide receiving position for both teams here. So um, Amari Cooper did pop up on the injury report as of Saturday. Uh, The official news is that he aggravated his groin injury during saturday's practice is going to be monitored over the next 48 hours so he's officially questionable uh for this game against the pittsburgh steelers and uh deontay johnson for the pittsburgh steelers is officially ruled out uh for this matchup against the uh cleveland browns in this game so we'll probably see some more george pickens maybe some calvin austin in this game uh for and maybe obviously more um alan robinson as mm-hmm. well but uh, let's work our way with the side here, Alante. Uh, uh, two and a half, the Steelers are catching here at home against the Cleveland Browns.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good bottle spot for, for Pittsburgh. Um, they were dominated at home, they outgained by 150 yards. They were one in the turnover margin, um, and, and they got dominated in the time of position. They couldn't run the ball at all, which is, you know, usually what Tomlin teams do. They usually try to run the ball to set up the pass. I mean, they only mustered up 41 yards last week. Najee was pretty much a, a, a non-factor. I mean, I know that you know San Francisco has one of the best fronts in the NFL, if not the best. Uh, Cleveland's right behind them, so it's not going to get any easier here. They were unreal, Cleveland's defense. That is, um, in week one, uh, they held the Bengals to 142 total yards, completely shutting down that pass attack. I thought that was really impressive, um, especially on the front, especially on the front part um, of that defense. So, I mean, I know weather was a bit of a, a, a issue there. So, but again, both teams had to deal with it, not just one team. So, I think you got to credit Cleveland there, but I think. I think our own team favorite here. I think Cleveland – I mean, I think Pittsburgh should be favorite here at least by, by one, one and a half. I think I got it power rated at one and a half. Pittsburgh, I think it's a good buy low spot. Um, Kenny Pickett is looking, looking to bounce back. I think they'll just, you know, learn from this uh, – learn from that first game and look to bounce back at home. Historically, they usually do well in Pittsburgh against um, Cleveland. I think they won the last two, both by 13 and 14 points, or 14 and 13 points, whichever way it, it goes. I can't remember the exact – um, numbers on it, but yeah, I mean, I think at home, Tomlin teams usually bounce back, especially after embarrassing loss at home. You know, he's gonna have the, the speeches ready, um, all the quotables ready. He already, he's already been giving out some in the in the, uh, in his weekly press conferences. So I think, I think Pittsburgh wins this game here, man. Uh, I'll take the two and a half points, you know, just because, but I think they win the game outright.
0: Yeah, I think I feel like the moment um, under the lights, uh, a prime time, I I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are definitely going to rise to the occasion here. I mean, last week, um, I know a lot of us were on the Pittsburgh Steelers and just got absolutely drubbed uh, by the – they just got dominated by the San Francisco 49ers, and that just tells you how great of a team 49ers are. Um, But I think the one area that they are going to have to improve is going to be their rush defense because last week, um, if we take away uh, what Sam Darnold did, Uh, coming in for them um, 32 carries for 186 yards on the ground uh, for the uh, San Francisco 49ers against this Pittsburgh Steelers defense Um, and now you have Nick Chubb coming to town so I think that if they're able to really you know do a a better job on the ground uh, they should have success in this game they allowed 5.81 yards per carry uh, to the San Francisco uh, 49ers last week but Kenny Pickett um, did have the greatest game. He's Cuba. I was only 27.5 last week. He did have two interceptions. And that game pretty got that that game got away from them early. Let's not get yeah, yeah. ourselves because it was it was 10-0 in that first quarter. by the half, it was 20 to 7 uh for the uh Pittsburgh Steelers. And they didn't score a single point in that second half. And you know, to your point, Lante, like you mentioned, you know, with with uh Mike Tomlin, um coach team, obviously with the Steelers here, a couple of trends that I did find, I'll, I'll start with the Browns here. So under Kevin Stefanski, um, Browns coming off a win. If their next game is on the road, they're six and 10 straight up and six and 10 against the spread. And if that next game is a division game coming off of a win one and four straight up and one and four against the spread. So not doing well coming off of, uh, uh off of victories here, um, for, uh, the Cleveland Browns under Kevin Stefanski. Some great trends that I did found, uh, you know, favoring the Pittsburgh Steelers under Mike Tomlin here. I know this has a lot to do with Ben Roethlisberger, obviously being the quarterback uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, but also to your fact about, you know, him getting uh, his teams ready to, to to play ball after coming off an embarrassing loss. So since 2007, that's the year where Mike Tomlin became the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh coming off of a loss and they're playing at home. They're 34 and 14 straight up. That's 70.8%, and they're 27-20-1 against the spread, about 57.4% in that span. Um, since 2007, Pittsburgh is 16-1 straight up against the Cleveland Browns at home. Uh, and if you want to trim that down to the Kevin Stefanski era, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 3-1 straight up and 3-1 and one against the spread against the Browns at home under the Kevin Stefanski era. And last tidbit I found here, Tomlin era previous loss by 20 or more points. The Steelers are eight and two straight up and eight and two against the spread in their next game. Um, four and oh straight up and four and zero against the spread uh, at home in those games coming off of a loss. So um, I, again, I, I think that this is a great spot here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I like them uh, plus two and a half. I like them on the money line. I, I'm, if you want to take an alt line on them, get that up to minus two and a half. Yep. Uh, I think this is a, a game where they do bounce back here against the Cleveland Browns because you don't want to start number one 0-2 on the season and then drop a division game here as yep. well. So I'm expecting Kenny Pickett and company to bounce back here. I'm expecting the defense to, you know, after absolutely just getting drubbed both in the passing game and the running game last week, Lonte, um, to, to really rise to, uh, to the occasion in this game.
1: Yeah, man. just a It's just a sense of desperation. Uh can't go down. Uh, and in division like this, especially where all these games are going to be pretty much close, I mean, probably one of the best uh, divisions in football. So you got to come out and play on your home on your home field. Uh, after that performance that you put up last week, I think they'll they'll come back and they'll shine.
0: T.J. Watt last week and all of that admits he still had three sacks in that yeah, game. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah. Five hits on the quarterback um, last week for T.J. Watt. So, lock in the Steelers here. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Lante? That number is currently sitting at. 38 and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent. I kind of want to go over. I'm thinking that Pittsburgh is going to open it up. Uh, I know you, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Tomlin wasn't too happy with Canada's uh, offensive scheme and, and what they were doing or what they were running um, in that game. I don't know if that had to do with San Francisco's defense just being that good or, mm-hmm. you know, Matt Canada's play calling. I think it was probably a mix of both. Um, it just so happened that San Francisco defense was just on another level that specific Sunday. But I think Canada will be more open to opening the ball up, probably get. I would love to see Jalen Warren in the backfield and then split Najee Harris out. So that way you have both of them on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll open it up a, a little bit more. I'm kind of concerned with the Omari, um Cooper injury because I mean, he's the only, I guess, separator on that team um, as far as that at the wide receiver position. So they pretty much can stack the box on Chubb and, and force Watson to feed somebody else. So, I'm kind of indifferent. I guess I would more so lean with a Pittsburgh team total over. I'm um, thinking that their offense comes out with a little bit more urgency. Um they're probably going to have their foot on the gas a little bit more want to get the fans um you know, I guess they're a little bit of money back for for that uh, opening day uh, performance. So, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh team total over. Um if I had to play it, I'd lean to the, to the full game over, but I just don't trust Cleveland's offense, especially without Cooper.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking on on their team total over for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's at 17 and a half right now, currently over at DraftKings. If you're able to find a 17, uh, I'll be comfortable with that. Obviously, that's a key number Mm -hmm. uh, at 17 uh, uh, in this game. But um, yeah, I think that offensively, they should be better in this game. I think that you're right. that I think we'll see a lot of Najee Harris. um, And I think that we'll see uh, uh, Jalen Warren as well. Talked about the Deontay Deontay, um, Johnson injury. Um, I guess we get. Uh, it's a good transition over to player props. Then, um, you know, you mentioned Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, but I think who do you think will be the beneficiary here for the uh Steelers, at least the wide receiving group, uh, taking the targets that Deontay Johnson got?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the the easy answer is just George Pickens. I think that's yeah. who, who who the public will be on for the most part. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of stay away from him and go to Pat Farrowmuth. I think Pat Fryermuth can have a big game. Um, obviously the Cincinnati wasn't able to get the the um the pass game going but I think that Pittsburgh will have success Fry move is is looked for especially in that red zone what, I mean take you could can take a shot on him at uh, first TD score I think that's a good bet to make because I think he'll get more involved here I do like Allen Robinson um but I didn't see any of his numbers listed uh when I was looking I don't know if that had to do with some of the injury stuff or it just being you know Saturday and it's too early but I think the beneficiary is going to be for our move, and I mean they'll split it up between Pickens and Robinson, but I think move would be the biggest beneficiary from Deontay Johnson being out. Uh let's see here. Yeah, I only see
0: receiving yards right now for George Pickens, which is yeah. at uh forty two and a half. Yeah. It's pretty much the I same mean- number. Yeah. Uh, as last week uh, but let me double check here if there's any more that have popped up here oh uh,
1: yeah see. I mean if you like George Pickens I would probably look at just an alt line for him because if he's gonna if he's gonna get those snaps as many snaps as people think he is yeah. then he probably got he's probably got a chance to go for 75 plus so if you can uh, on DraftKings you got the, they got the slider I would slide it up to 75 I'm pretty sure you can get some decent odds on that instead of playing 42 and a half might as well get more bang yeah. for your book because I mean we know he can you know he can explode for 60 uh 50 to 60 yard catch in just one play.
0: Yeah, I know uh last season he did have success or I think it was just one game where he did have success against the Browns. Um so yeah, last season uh week two or three they did play. He had uh, three receptions 39 yards mm-hmm. and then the second game uh in January he had three receptions 72 yards. Uh, for the uh Pittsburgh offense and I'm trying to find an alt line if we can see uh four here we go. Um rushing where is receiving 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 uh no risk oh here we go no uh only all on um or yeah they only have it oh here we go I'm sorry seventy five plus yards for George Pickens it's at plus three sixty uh if you want to go 50- short. Yeah, fifty plus at plus one twenty. Hundred plus is at uh ten to one, but yeah,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, it seems a little short there uh for uh for George Pickens. Um also want to see how Najee has done in his career against the uh Browns here quickly before yeah,
1: I, I was gonna look at a at a rush receiving pro for, for Najee thinking that he he's gonna get more involved here.
0: Yeah, so he had uh four career games. He's averaging a hundred and all the numbers are a little inflated. I'll just kind of read off the numbers. So 91 rushing yards, 188, 56, and 80 in uh four career games. Oh my bad. Yeah, so his number is currently at uh rushing yards for uh Najee Harris. Let's see here. Uh that's receiving rushing. Najee Harris, uh, 49 and a half. Yeah, that's
1: kind of low. Um, That's kind of low. What is his rush receiving? Rush plus receiving, let's see. It's like 75.
0: Yeah, probably in that neighborhood. Actually, 62 and a half.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's kind of low. I think this has to be the Najee game, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be because you got to get you got to get that defensive line moving. You got you're not going to run a run, you know, off tackle uh, against Miles Garrett and company. So you kind of want to get Najee in space and uh, allow him to to get down here. That's why I was saying they should probably put both of those backs on the field so and force a linebacker or safety to cover Najee Harrison. I mean, he's a really good route runner. So I think he'll have a big game.
0: Also, what also uh, jumps out about Najee, and I think this is a good transition to our uh, touchdown props here. Najee has scored at least one touchdown in every game uh, against the uh, Cleveland Browns in his four career games. Um, his number right now for any time touchdown is plus 145. Oh, yeah. One. Um. So, yeah, I'll go with Najee. Uh, one player I also did want to mention here, um, Alante, Deshaun Watson on his rushing yards. I think that... I think there may be an opportunity for the Cleveland Browns that, you know, obviously they know right now if Amari Cooper is going to be out that that's, you know, they're probably going to have to rely on Nick Chubb a lot more. Um, so I can see where, you know, they could run some RPO here with Nick Chubb and Sean Watson that what Watson, you know, tucks it and, you know, get some yards himself because last week he did have some success on the ground against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um he did have five carries for 45 yards uh, last week, did Deshaun Watson. So his number is currently at 25 and a half uh, for this game. Um, I don't hate that. I, I just think that, again, the intention that Nick Chubb is going to get um, from the Pittsburgh series, I think that might open up opportunity for Deshaun Watson to get some rushing yards. Did you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't hate it. I mean, with that, with, like you mentioned, with that pass rush, all he had to do is if that pocket is you know open to step up and he's off for 15 to 20 yards so yeah I don't I don't hate that at all I'm just kind of I'm kind of indifferent on, on what to expect without I need to find out if Amari's going to play because that kind of yeah that kind of shades the game plan a lot because you don't have uh they don't have you know the depth to be able to withstand their a, a number one uh without a number one especially early on when you're not really prepped for it and you got the young guys coming in I think um after him like who who would you say was would be their number two
0: for, for um for Cleveland. I mean as far as their backfield um I mean last week I was just kind of looking at their the box where that's what I was, was I mean it was, it was Jerome Ford who had 15 carries last yeah. week. Yeah. But that only netted 17 or sorry 36 yards. Yeah. But uh, 17 of those 36 yards came on one carry.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, for, and what about
1: the receivers? Like who would you who would you expect to to be uh because if you're not you're not going to get much success with the backup running back and Chubb I'm pretty sure when he's in the game they're going to you know be swarming all over him. So and if you don't have a number one in Cooper then they're not going to respect these other guys. So Yeah. So I think it
0: to... it probably has to be Elijah Moore. Yeah. And then it would probably be David Njoku. Yeah,
1: that's why that's why I was looking at Njoku for yeah. like any time yeah. touchdown score. He's right at like 350.
0: Yeah. Uh did you like any uh touchdown props uh scores for um the Saints and the
1: Panthers game? Jawan Johnson, I like him. I, it's crazy. I like both sides to score. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. I I like him a lot.
0: I was looking at Jamal Ju- Jamal Williams at plus one ten, uh, but oh, yeah. I I think that maybe Miles Sanders may be the better bet here. What at, about uh, uh plus one seventy? What
1: about Kendra Miller? Is he listed?
0: Kendra Miller no, I don't see him. Yeah, take, oh, I should do. I'm sorry. Uh, five to one.
1: Yeah, I'll take a shot with Kenjay Miller because I mean they they only last week they only ran one back. Like Jamal Williams was strictly the number one back. They ran. I think the other guy had two carries. I can't remember his name. Um, and then Taysom Hill and Derek Carr had three carries, which was the second lead, second tie for the second um, uh, rushing total. So I mean. You know, I mean, Taysom Hill is always scary because he'll get in around the goal line. But I think with Kendra Miller back, they want to get him some action. I, I'll take a sprinkle on that 5-1 to, to, to get in the end zone. All
0: right. I like it, man. Um, all right. So
1: that is pretty
0: much going to do it. Do you have anything else for the Steelers and the Browns game?
1: No, I don't. All right. So we can guess
0: get over to some uh, best bets here. Um, maybe Lock, Dog, whatever you want to give out here, Lante. I know we did, uh, like, player props and and uh, best bet last week. Uh, whatever you want to give out as winners for this two games for the doubleheader.
1: Yeah so I'm going to go with uh for like a little a, a dog. I'm going to parlay both dogs both dogs here. I'm going to go Pittsburgh um Carolina money line parlay that plays about roughly like 405 4 to 1 so shop around make sure you get the best number. But I think both I think both dogs are live here. The total indicates going to be less possessions so you always want to lean with the dog in that scenario. Um, so I like both I like both home teams. Uh, I guess if you want to play them separately, I do like Pittsburgh a little bit more just because I trust their pedigree and and the players on their team more than Carolina. They just don't have Carolina just doesn't have the offensive of or firepower that um that the Steelers have. So I guess my my favorite dog would be Pittsburgh. Um I guess a player prop, man, I'll go I'll go Juwan Johnson over 29 and a half um receiving yards. That that'll be that'll be my next one that I like.
0: All right. Um, all right, I guess for my best bet, uh, it's gotta be Steelers for me, man. Um, yeah. Steelers plus two and a half on the money line as well. Um, I, I just think this is just a great spot for the Steelers to bounce back here. I feel like the Browns are getting a little uh too much respect um coming off their victory against the Cincinnati Bengals, where they just didn't look very good, right? I mean, Bengals, uh Joe Burrow didn't play really in any of the um I'm sorry, in any of the preseason. So that I think that kind of showed for him. Also, um, coming off the huge contract that he signed. So I think the Cleveland Browns were able to take advantage of that. I mean, I'm not saying that it was because of the contract, but I think it was more so that he really didn't play in the preseason. Um, that there was some rust for him to shake off. So I expect Cincinnati to bounce back here. So I think that 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 Browns were were, you know, fortunate last week. I, I think that they'll have a tougher time with a motivated team here in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So plus two and a half, plus one twenty on the money line. For me, as my best bet for this, uh, for uh, the Monday night football game and for a uh, player prop, um, I really like Najee in this game, man. I think that he's gonna find the end zone. Um, I like the point that you brought up about his rushing and receiving yard total mm-hmm. over 62 and a half. I like that, and then for him to find the end zone in this game, <clears throat> excuse me, I know it's almost at even money here, but it's around, I think, uh, plus 110 uh currently over on uh DraftKings um for him to find the end zone. So I'll I'll go with Najee Harris props here, man. I'm sorry, plus one forty five is what I see. If you want to uh get degenerate, take his first be the, for the first touchdown score plus six fifty uh for him to do that. So uh I'm expecting big things out of Najee in this game uh against the Cleveland
1: Browns. Um Lance, anything else we want to mention my man before we get out of here? Nah man hopefully we can keep the streak going. I think I think we both had a pretty good um a pretty good first show so hopefully we can keep it going here we got two games to this week got two games next week so yeah hopefully we can get in the winner's circle again
0: yeah man uh yeah we had a great week one so hopefully we're going to be able to continue to do that uh in this double header on monday night football um we'll be back next week with another double header like uh lante mentioned um uh, what is it next week? Who do we have next week, Oliver? An,
1: um, let me see. Schedule. I got I got it pulled up right here. Give me one second. Um, it's it's two solid. It's two solid games too. Um, let me see. Here. My oh, my, that's, my that's screen weird. isn't refreshing. With here, heck? I got it um philly tampa rams Bengals. Well, i guess it's it, it looked good it looked good on paper last year <laughs> <laughs> hey
0: tom brady was still with the buccaneers this yeah. would be a more of an intriguing matchup but, yeah. yeah uh
1: Ram, rams Bengals
0: shouldn't be too bad i know the rams surprised the seattle uh seahawks in week one yeah um yeah. Uh, yeah all right make sure to follow uh lante on uh on x or twitter whatever you want to call it at xx lante xx you can follow me on uh twitter at sports eight two four more importantly, make sure to follow the NBA, uh, sorry, NBA NFL Gambling Podcast YouTube account. Uh, so just make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. Left us a rating and review for the NFL Gambling Podcast, uh, please do so. Uh, we'll be back on Monday for the recap show with J Mark and uh, Moneyline Max. So look out for it. Then till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.